section sixteen of the life of ludwig von beethoven volume one by alexander wheelock thayer translated by henry edward quibille this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter fourteen the years seventeen ninety six and seventeen ninety seven beethoven in prague and berlin king frederick william the second and prince louis ferdinand himmel foch and zelter compositions and publications the narrative resumes its course with the year seventeen ninety six the twenty-sixth of beethoven's life and his fourth in vienna if not yet officially he was de facto discharged from his obligations to the elector maximilian and all his relations with bonn and its people were broken off vienna had become his home and there is no reason to suppose that he ever afterwards cherished any real and settled purpose to exchange it for another not even in eighteen o nine when for the moment he had some thought of accepting jerome bonaparte's invitation to cassel he had now entered his course of contrapuntal study with albrechtsberger he was first of the pianoforte players of the capital and his name added attraction even to the concert which haydn returning again from his london triumphs had given to introduce some of his new works to the viennese his master hand was already publicly recognized in the field of musical composition he counted many nobles of the higher ranks in his list of personal friends and had been perhaps even now was a member of prince karl lichnowsky's family the change in his pecuniary condition might have thrown a more equitable temperament than his off its balance three years ago he anxiously noted down the few kreutzers occasionally spent for coffee or chocolate for hodden und mich now he keeps his own servant and a horse his brothers if at all a burden were no longer a heavy one karl caspar according to the best information now obtainable soon gained moderate success in the musical profession and with probably some occasional aid from ludwig both pecuniary and in obtaining pupils earned sufficient for his comfortable support while johann had secured a situation in that apothecary shop zum heiligen geist which in eighteen sixty was still to be seen in the Strasse near the former site of the gate of that name his wages were of course small and we shall soon see that ludwig offers him assistance if needed though not to karl but johann's position gradually improved and he was able in a few years to save enough to enable him unaided by his brother to purchase and establish himself in a business of his own fate had become propitious to beethoven and a final citation from the memorandum book will show in what spirit he was determined to merit the continuance of fortune's favour if we make allowance for the old error as to his real age this citation may belong to a period a year or two later but may it not be one of those extracts from books and periodical publications which all his life long he was so fond of making this seems to be the more probable supposition the words of these courage in spite of all bodily weaknesses my spirit shall rule you have lived twenty-five years this year must determine the complete man nothing must remain undone and now let the chronological narrative of events be resumed as the year seventeen ninety five ended with a public appearance of beethoven as pianoforte player and composer so also began the year seventeen ninety six and as on a former occasion in a concert by haydn so this time he played at a concert given by a singer signora bola who afterward became famous in the Redoutensaal again he played a pianoforte concerto meeting of friends in nuremberg 
in seventeen ninety six says vegler nachtrag page eighteen the two older bruning brothers christoph and stephan find him beethoven at nuremberg on a return journey to vienna which journey is not specified none of the three having a passport from vienna they were all detained at Linz, but soon liberated through my intervention at vienna and from a letter written by stephan von bruning to his mother dated january seventeen ninety six vegler quotes from nuremberg beethoven travelled all the way in company with us the three bonians thus attracted the attention of the police who thought they had made a wonderful discovery i do not believe that there could be a less dangerous man than beethoven begler's suggestion that beethoven was returning perhaps from berlin is of course out of the question but between the date of haydn's concert december eighteenth and stephan von bruning's letter if written towards the end of january there was ample time even in those days of post-coaches for a journey to prague and thence across the country to mergentheim or ellingen at that time the temporary residences of elector maximilian the necessity of beethoven's knowing precisely in what relation he was to stand with the elector in the future accounts sufficiently for his being in nuremberg at that time especially if he had had occasion to visit prague during the christmas holidays which is not improbable de la Baz in his kunstler lexicon has a paragraph of which this is a part v beethoven a concert master on the pianoforte in the year seventeen ninety five he gave an academy in prague at which he played with universal approval it is true that de la Baz may here record a concert given during beethoven's stay in the bohemian capital some weeks later but on the one hand no other notice of such a concert has been discovered and on the other the universal approval on this occasion may have been an inducement for him to return thither so soon at all events his delay in vienna after coming from nuremberg was short and was doubtless occupied with the last corrections of the sonatas opus two dedicated to haydn the six menuets second part the variations on the theme from lanazza disturbate and those on nel corpiu non mi sento all of which works are advertised in the Weiner zeitung in the course of the next two months while their author was again in prague or cities farther north for the following letter we are indebted to madame von beethoven widow of the composer's nephew karl to my brother nicolaus beethoven to be delivered at the apothecary's shop at the karthner thor mr von z will please hand this letter to the wig-maker who will care for its delivery prague february nineteenth seventeen ninety six dear brother so that you may at least know where i am and what i am doing i must needs write you in the first place i am getting on well very well my art wins for me friends and respect what more do i want this time too i shall earn considerable money i shall remain here a few weeks more and then go to dresden leipzig and berlin it will probably be six weeks before i shall return i hope that you will be more and more pleased with your sojourn in vienna but beware of the whole guilt of wicked women have you yet called on cousin ells you might write to me at this place if you have inclination and time Eflinowski will probably soon return to vienna he has already gone from here if you need money you may go to him boldly for he still owes me some for the rest i hope that your life will grow continually in happiness and to that end i hope to contribute something farewell dear brother and think occasionally of your true faithful brother l beethoven greetings to brother caspar my address is the golden unicorn on the klein seite a debt of gratitude is certainly due johann von beethoven for having carefully preserved this letter for full half a century and leaving it to his heirs notwithstanding all the troubles which afterwards arose between the brothers 
since it is hardly more valuable and interesting for the facts which it states directly than for what it indicates and suggests more or less clearly a sojourn in prague and its fruits it with other considerations render it well nigh certain that beethoven had now come to prague with prince lichnowsky as mozart had done seven years before and that upon leaving vienna he had had no intention of pursuing his journey farther but encouraged by the success thus reported to his brother he suddenly determined to seek instruction and experience pleasure profit and fame in an extended tour had he projected this journey already in vienna how could all recollection of it have been lost by Wegler? how could von bruning in the letter cited above have omitted all mention of it nor is it possible to think that beethoven still so young and still so unknown outside the austrian and bohemian capitals having so many powerful and influential friends there and there only could at this time have gone forth to seek elsewhere some permanent position with a fixed salary the remarks which have been preserved made by him in writing our conversation expressing a desire for such an appointment all belong to a later period and cannot by any torture of language be made to refer to this when he was looking into the future with well-grounded hopes and serene confidence of advancement in his new home vienna seemed to offer him all his ambition could crave why should he seek his fortune beyond her walls it is pleasant to note his care for the welfare of his brother johann which care doubtless the other brother did not need but how could prince lichnowsky have been indebted to ludwig the musical public of prague was the same that had so recently honoured itself by its instant and noble appreciation of mozart and had given so glorious a welcome to figaro don giovanni and titus there being no royal or imperial court there and the public amusements being less numerous than in vienna the nobility were thrown more on their own resources for recreation and hence besides the traditional taste of the bohemians for instrumental music their capital was perhaps a better field for the virtuoso than vienna no notice of any public concert given by beethoven on this visit has been discovered either in the newspapers of the time or in the reminiscences of thomas Czech and others and the considerable money earned this time must have been the presence of the nobility for its performances in their salon and perhaps for compositions the conception of the aria a perfido spurgioro is generally associated with beethoven's sojourn in prague the belief rests upon the fact that upon the cover of a copy which he revised beethoven wrote the words un grand saint mise en musique par lv beethoven a prague seventeen ninety six on the first page is written recitativo e aria composta e dedicata alla signora contessa di clari da l b beethoven the opus number forty six in this title is in the handwriting of al fuchs who owned a copy now on november twenty first seventeen ninety six madame duscheck the well-known friend of mozart at a concert in leipzig sang an italian senna composed by, for madame by beethoven and it was easy to conclude that the aria was really written by beethoven for madame duscheck on a page of sketches preserved in berlin among others there are sketches belonging to a perfido which do not agree with the printed page on the lower margin of the first page is the remark for mademoiselle la comtesse de clary Nottebaum is led by these things to surmise that the aria was written in vienna in seventeen ninety five before the visit to prague in any case we are permitted to associate the date seventeen ninety six only with the completion of the work in prague and the purpose may well have been to have it sung by madame duscheck who is thus proved to have belonged to the circle of beethoven's friends in prague 
nevertheless the aria was originally intended for the countess josephine clary a well-known amateur singer who married count christian promgallus in seventeen ninety seven the sena first appeared in print in the fall of eighteen o five when it was published in a collection made by hofmeister and kunel beethoven placed it upon the programme of his concert in eighteen o eight another family in which beethoven was received on the footing of a friend was that of appellate councillor conker both father and son were dilettante composers and instrumental players the father on the violoncello the son on the pianoforte gerber gives him a place in his lexicon miss jeanette the daughter says the eulogistic schoenfeld played the pianoforte with great expression and skill the son adopted his father's profession became a distinguished writer on bohemian law and in later years did beethoven good service as legal adviser there is in the artaria collection a thick fascicle of sketches and musical fragments from beethoven's hand in which papers from the bond period down to the close of the century are stitched together in such disorder as to show that they were thus joined merely for preservation one sheet of mere sketches bears if correctly deciphered this inscription written and dedicated to g r c g as a souvenir of his stay in p on the fourth page of the sheet stands these four bagtals by b with something more illegible may not some yet unknown composition of beethoven be still in the possession of the family of Klamgallus? count christian and his two daughters are numbered by schoenfeld among the fine pianoforte players of prague and these few notices exhaust the information obtained upon this visit of beethoven there his next appearance is in berlin no record has been found of the proposed visit to either dresden or leipzig although his journey it would seem must have taken him through the saxon capital incidents of a visit to berlin in after years he was fond of talking about his sojourn in berlin and some particulars have thus been preserved he played says reese several times at court that of king frederick william the second where he played the two grand sonatas with obligato violoncello opus five written for duport first violoncellist of the king and himself on this departure he received a gold snuff-box filled with louis d'or beethoven declared with pride that it was not an ordinary snuff-box but such an one as it might have been customary to give to an ambassador this king shared his uncle frederick the second's love for music while his taste was better and more cultivated his instrument was the violoncello and he often took part in quartets and sometimes in the rehearsals of italian operas he exerted a powerful and enduring influence for good upon the musical taste of berlin it was he who caused the operas of gluck and mozart to be performed there and introduced oratorios of handel into the court concerts his appreciation of mozart's genius and his wish to attach that great master to his court are well known and these facts render credible a statement with which karl zerny closes a description of beethoven's extemporaneous playing contributed to cox london musical miscellany august second eighteen fifty two his improvisation was most brilliant and striking in whatever company he might chance to be he knew how to produce such an effect upon every hearer that frequently not an eye remained dry while many would break out into loud sobs for there was something wonderful in his expression in addition to the beauty and originality of his ideas and his spirited style of rendering them after ending an improvisation of this kind he would burst into loud laughter and banter his hearers on the emotion he had caused in them you are fools he would say sometimes he would feel himself insulted by these indications of sympathy who can live among such spoiled children he would cry and only on that account as he told me he declined to accept an invitation which the king of prussia gave him after one of the extemporary performances above described
chapelmaster reichardt had withdrawn himself from berlin two years before having fallen into disfavour because of his sympathy with the french revolution neither himmel nor regini his successors ever showed a genius for chamber music of a high order and indeed there was no composer of reputation in this sphere then living in that quarter the young beethoven by his two sonatas had proved his powers and the king saw in him precisely the right man to fill the vacancy no small proof of superior taste and judgment what the german expression was which the translator of zerny's letter has rendered except an invitation which the king gave him there is no means of knowing but as it stands it can only mean an invitation to enter permanently into his service the death of the king the next year of course prevented its being ever renewed frederick heinrich himmel five years older than beethoven whom the king had withdrawn from the study of theology and caused to be thoroughly educated as a musician first under naumann in dresden and afterwards in italy had returned the year before and had assumed his duties as royal pianist and composer as a virtuoso on his instrument his only rival in berlin was prince louis ferdinand son of prince august and nephew of frederick the second two years younger than beethoven and endowed by nature with talents and genius which would have made him conspicuous had fortune not given him royal descent he and beethoven became well known to each other and each felt and did full justice to the other's musical genius and attainments now let reese speak again meetings with himmel foch and zelte in berlin he beethoven associated much with himmel of whom he said that he had a pretty talent but no more his piano forte playing he said was elegant and pleasing but he was not to be compared with prince louis ferdinand in his opinion he paid the latter a high compliment when once he said to him that his playing was not that of a king or prince but more like that of a thoroughly good pianoforte player he fell out with himmel in the following manner one day when they were together himmel begged beethoven to improvise which beethoven did afterwards beethoven insisted that himmel do the same the latter was weak enough to agree but after he had played for quite a time beethoven remarked well when you are going fairly to begin himmel had flattered himself that he had already performed wonders he jumped up and the men behaved ill towards each other beethoven said to me i thought that himmel had been only preluding a bit afterwards they were reconciled indeed but himmel could never forgive or forget they also exchanged letters until himmel played beethoven a shabby trick the latter always wanted to know the news from berlin this bored himmel who at last wrote that the greatest news from berlin was that a lamp for the blind had been invented beethoven ran about with the news and all the world wanted to know how this was possible thereupon he wrote to himmel that he had blundered in not giving more explicit information the answer which he received but which does not permit of communication not only put an end to the correspondence but brought ridicule upon beethoven who was so inconsiderate as to show it then and there with karl frederick christian foch and karl frederick zelte he also made a friendly acquaintance and twice at least attended meetings of the singa academy which then numbered about ninety voices the first time june twenty first says the gershikte der singa academy a chorale the first three numbers of the mass and the first six of the one hundred and nineteen song were sung for him hereupon he seated himself at the pianoforte and played an improvisation on the theme of the final fugue meine zunge wumt im sung dein lob the last numbers of davidiana a collection of versets by foch formed the conclusion no biographer has mentioned this visit or even his sojourn in berlin nor does foch pay special attention to it but the performance must have pleased for it was repeated at the meeting on the twenty eighth 
the performance of the society must also have pleased beethoven and with good reason for fascia's mass was in sixteen parts and the psalm and davidiana in part in eight and no such music was then to be heard elsewhere north of the alps in eighteen ten beethoven speaking of his playing on that occasion told madame von arnim then elizabeth Bretano, that at the close his hearers did not applaud but came crowding around him weeping and added ironically that is not what we artists wish we want applause Fasche's simple record of beethoven's visit is this june twenty one seventeen ninety six mr von beethoven extemporized on the davidiana taking the fugue theme from psalm one hundred and nineteen number sixteen mr beethoven pianist from vienna was so accommodating as to permit us to hear an improvisation june twenty eighth mr von beethoven was again so obliging as to play an improvisation for us early in july the king left berlin for the baths of Pyrmont. the nobility dispersed to their estates or to watering-places and the city was empty and silent beethoven therefore could have had no inducement to prolong his stay but the precise time of his departure is unknown schindler names leipzig as one of the cities in which during this tour beethoven awakened interest and created a sensation by his pianoforte playing and particularly by his brilliant improvisation but no allusion in any public journal of that or any subsequent period not even the faintest tradition has been discovered to confirm the evidently erroneous statements moreover rocklitz in his account of a visit to the composer in eighteen twenty two remarks i had not yet seen beethoven and again it was only as a youth that he passed through leipzig so until some new discovery be made this must also find its place in the long list of schindler's mistakes notwithstanding begler's statement notice in twenty eight that he left beethoven a member of the family of prince lichnowsky in the middle of seventeen ninety six it is as certain as circumstantial evidence can well make it that the doctor and christoph von bruning had returned to bonn before beethoven reached vienna again but stephan and lentz were still there the former obtained at this time an appointment in the teutonic order which so many of his ancestors had served and his name appears in the published calendars of the order from seventeen ninety seven to eighteen o three both inclusive as hofrothsasser he then soon departed from vienna to mergentheim whence he wrote november twenty third with other matters the following upon beethoven to wegler and christoph i do not know whether or not lentz has written you anything about beethoven but take notice that i saw him in vienna and that according to my mind which lentz has confirmed he has become somewhat stater or perhaps i should say has acquired more knowledge of humanity through travels or was it because of the new ebullition of friendship on his arrival and a greater conviction of the scarceness and value of good friends a hundred times dear begler he wishes you here again and regrets nothing so much as that he did not follow much of your advice notice in page nineteen except this notice of his bearing and demeanour there is a complete hiatus in beethoven's history from his appearance in the singa academy until the following november the so-called fischoff manuscript has it is true a story of a dangerous illness which was caused by his own imprudence this summer but as it is in date utterly irreconcilable with other known facts it will receive its due consideration hereafter the most plausible suggestion is that coming back flushed with victory with the success of his tour and delighted with the novelty of travelling at his ease he made that excursion to pressburg and Pesch, of which afterwards reese was informed and made record notice in page one hundred and nine but of which no other account is known attempts at patriotic music and thus we come to november this was the year of that astounding series of victories ending at arcole gained by the young french general napoleon bonaparte the austrian government and people alike saw and feared the danger of invasion 
a general uprising took place and volunteer corps were formed in all quarters for the vienna corps friedelberg wrote his abscheidgesang an viensburger beim auslug der fahnen division der werner freiwilliger and beethoven set it to music the original printed edition bears date november fifteen seventeen ninety five it does not appear to have gained any great popularity in a drinking song last das herz uns Rabin was afterwards substituted for Friedelberg's text and published by schott and mayence the rapid progress of the french army had caused the germans in italy to become distrustful of the future and to hasten homeward among them were beethoven's old companions in the bonn orchestra the cousins andreas and bernhard romberg who in the spring of this year may twenty sixth had kissed the hand of the queen of naples daughter of the empress maria theresia and then departed to rome to join another friend of the bonn period karl kugelgen the three coming north arrived at vienna in the autumn the rombergs remained there for a space with beethoven while kugelgen proceeded to berlin baron von Braun, not to be mistaken for beethoven's first mycenas the russian count Braun, had heard the cousins the year before in munich and invited them to give vienna an opportunity to hear them there is no notice of their concert in the vienna newspapers of the period and the date is unknown from lentz von bruning is gleaned an additional fact which alone gives interest to the concert for us he writes to begler in january seventeen ninety seven not seventeen ninety six as erroneously printed in the appendix to the notice on page twenty and after the meeting with the von brunings at nuremberg beethoven is here again he played in the romberg concert he is the same as of old and i am glad that he and the romberg still get along with each other once he was near a break with them i interceded and achieved my end to a fair extent moreover he thinks a great deal of me just now it is clear that the rombergs under the circumstances must have largely owed their limited success to beethoven's name and influence in february seventeen ninety seven they were again in their old positions in schroeder's orchestra in hamburg beethoven during this winter must be imagined busily engaged with pupils in private concerts perhaps also with his operatic studies with salieri certainly with composition and with preparation for and the oversight of various works then passing through the press for in february and april artaria advertises the two violoncello sonatas opus five the pianoforte sonata for four hands opus six the trio opus three the quintet opus four and the twelve variations on a danse russe these last are the variations which he dedicated to the countess brown and which gave occasion for the anecdote related by reese illustrating beethoven's forgetfulness for this dedication he had received a handsome riding horse from count brown as a gift he rode the animal a few times soon after forgot all about it and worse than that its food also his servant who soon noticed this began to hire out the horse for his own benefit and in order not to attract the attention of beethoven to the fact for a long time withheld from him all bills for fodder at length however to beethoven's great amazement he handed in a very large one which recalled to him at once his horse and his neglectfulness that is in page one twenty on thursday april sixth seventeen ninety seven schubenzig gave a concert on the programme of which beethoven's name figured twice number two was an aria by mr von beethoven sung by madame Tribolet villman number three was a quintet for pianoforte and four wind instruments played and composed by mr l v beethoven this was the beautiful quintet opus sixteen the time of whose origin is thus more definitely indicated than in the chronologische verzeichnis a fact for which we are indebted to notabom but the war was renewed and the thoughts of the viennese were occupied with matters more serious than the indulgence of their musical taste 
on the sixteenth of march bonaparte forced the passage of the tagliamento and isonzo during the two weeks following he had conquered the greater part of carniola carinthia and the tyrol and was now rapidly approaching vienna on the eleventh of february lorenz leopold hauschka gotz erhalter und sohn kaiser with haydn's music had been sung for the first time in the theatre and now when on april seventh the landsturm was called out friedelberg produced his war song ein grosses deutsches volk sind wir to which beethoven also gave music the printed copy bears date april fourteenth suggesting the probability that were sung on the occasion of the grand consecration of the banners which took place on the glacis on the seventeenth beethoven's music was however far from being so fortunate as haydn's and seems to have gained as little popularity as his previous attempt but as the preliminaries to a treaty of peace were signed at leoben on the eighteenth and the armies so hastily improvised were dismissed three weeks afterwards the tasteful war songs vanished a quiet and uneventful period the little that is known of beethoven's position as a teacher at this period is very vague and unsatisfactory enough however to render it sufficiently certain that he had plenty of pupils many of them young ladies of high rank who paid him generously in the triple capacity of teacher composer and pianist his gains were large and he was able to write and made to wegler that he was doing well and steadily better it is very possible that the illness mentioned by the fischoff manuscript may have occurred during this summer there can be little doubt that the original authority for the statement is zemeskal and therefore the fact of such an attack may be accepted as certain but the date being as there given clearly wrong as well as the inference that in it lay the original cause of the composer's subsequent loss of hearing must be left mainly to conjecture from may to november seventeen ninety seven beethoven's history is still a blank and nothing but the utter silence of lenz von bruning in his correspondence with his family at bonn on a topic so likely to engage his sympathies as the dangerous illness of his friend appears to prevent the filling of this blank in part by throwing him upon a bed of sickness true lentz may have written and the letter have been lost or destroyed or he may have neglected to write because of his approaching departure from vienna which took place in the autumn his album still preserved has among its contributors ludwig and johann von beethoven and Semeskel. ludwig wrote as follows truth exists for the wise beauty for a feeling heart they belong to each other dear good bruning never shall i forget the time which i spent with you in bonn as well as here hold fast your friendship for me you will always find me the same your true friend l b beethoven vienna seventeen ninety seven the first of october they never met again lentz died on april the tenth of the following year in november beethoven enjoyed a singular compliment paid him by the association of the Veldende kunstler a repetition of his minuets and trios composed two years before for the artist ball and on the twenty third of december he again contributed to the attractions of the widows and orphans concert by producing the variations for two oboes and english horn on la si darum la mano played by zervenka ruder and timer his publications in seventeen ninety seven besides those mentioned at the beginning of the year were the twelve variations for pianoforte and violoncello on the theme from handel's judas maccabeus precise date unknown the pianoforte sonata opus seven and the serenade opus eight both advertised by artaria and company october seventh finally the rondo in c opus fifty one number one published by artaria with the catalogue number seven eleven the composition of adelaide we come to a consideration of the facts touching the compositions of the years seventeen ninety six and seventeen ninety seven among the most widely known of these is adelaide the composition of this song must have been begun in the first half of seventeen ninety five if not earlier 
for sketches of it are found among the exercises in double counterpoint written for albrechtsberger other sheets containing sketches for adelaide and the setting of burgers Suvzer eines ungeliebten are preserved in the library of the gerschalschaft der musikfreunde in vienna and the british museum in london the song was published by Atari in seventeen ninety seven under the title adelaide von matheson eine cantata für eine singstimme mit biglertung des claviers in music gazettes und dem verfasser gewidmet von ludwig von beethoven the opus number forty six was given to it later in eighteen hundred beethoven sent a copy of the song to the poet and accompanied it with the following letter most honoured sir you are herewith receiving from me a composition which has been in print for several years but concerning which you probably to my shame know nothing perhaps i can excuse myself and explain how it came about that i dedicated something to you which came so warmly from my heart yet did not inform you of the fact by saying that at first i was unaware of your place of residence and partly also i was diffident not knowing but that i had been over hasty in dedicating a work to you without knowing whether or not it met with your approval even now i send you adelaide with some timidity you know what changes are wrought by a few years in an artist who is continually going forward the greater the progress one makes in art the less one is satisfied with one's older works my most ardent wish will be fulfilled if my musical setting of your heavenly adelaide does not wholly displease you and if it should move you soon to write another poem of its kind and you not finding my request too immodest should send it to me at once i will put forth all my powers to do your beautiful poetry justice look upon the dedication as partly a token of the delight which the composition of your a gave me partly as an evidence of my gratitude and respect for the blessed pleasure which your poetry has always given and always will give me when plain adelaide sometimes recall your sincere admirer beethoven vienna august fourth eighteen hundred whether or not matheson answered this letter is not known but when he republished adelaide in the first volume of his collected poems in eighteen fifteen he appended to it a note to this effect several composers have vitalized this little lyric fantasy with music but according to my strong conviction none of them so threw the text into the shade with his melody as the highly gifted ludwig von beethoven in vienna the opera lead the words of which were also written by matheson is one of the poems to which beethoven repeatedly recurred it seems always to have presented itself to him as a prayer says not a bomb its last words the beautiful to the good were written in autograph albums even in his later years the origin of the composition is to be ascribed to seventeen ninety five as not a bomb enters it in his catalogue it was thus possible for Fregler to know it in seventeen ninety seven when he put a masonic text under the music it had not yet been published at that time however which fact accounts for the discovery of sketches for it in a sketch-book of seventeen ninety eight to seventeen ninety nine described by nottebaum it was not published until later probably in eighteen o eight when it came with two other songs from the press of simrock beethoven composed the poem a second time utilizing the beginning of his first melody for solo chorus and orchestra opus one hundred twenty one b to this setting we shall recur hereafter there is still another song which must be brought into the story of this period it is the seutze eines ungeliebten with its two parts based on two independent but related poems by berger particular interest attaches to the second part gegenliebe from the fact that its melody was used afterward by beethoven for the variations in the chorale fantasia opus eighty sketches for this melody are found associated with sketches for adelaide on a sheet in the archives of the gesellschaft der musikfreunde 
not a bomb fixes the year of the song's origin as seventeen ninety five it was first published as late as eighteen thirty seven by diabelli along with the song tutu du clogist which was composed much later the italian song o care selwa o cara felice liberta from metastasio's o lenne piad entered under number twelve sixty four in thayer's chronologische berzeichnis appears in as a chorus for three voices at the end of the albrechtsberger exercises and hence may be placed in the year seventeen ninety five as is done by nadebaum who adds that it originated simultaneously with the setting of bare eist ein freier mann here mention must also be made of two arias which beethoven wrote for introduction in umlauf's comic opera die schöne schustern these songs were assigned to the bonn period in the first edition of this biography because the opera was performed in bonn in the years seventeen eighty nine and seventeen ninety the two songs composed by beethoven are an arietta or rather strophic song o welch ein leben for tenor and an aria sol ein schuck nicht drucken for soprano the words of the latter are in the original libretto the words of the tenor song though not part of the original text were obviously written for the opera the melody was afterwards used by beethoven as a setting for goethe Mayliad, published eighteen o five as opus fifty two both songs as written for the opera were published for the first time in the complete edition of beethoven's works from the copies preserved in the berlin library numerous pieces of chamber music most important of the instrumental compositions of this period is the quintet for strings opus four which is frequently set down as an arrangement or revised transcription of the octet opus one hundred and three the quintet however though it employs the same motowi as the octet is an entirely new work made so by the radical changes of structure changes of register to adopt the themes to the stringed instruments and changes in the themes themselves the origin of the quintet can be placed anywhere in the period from seventeen ninety two when the octet was probably begun to the beginning of seventeen ninety seven when the quintet was advertised as wholly new there is a clue in the begler anecdote already related in connection with the string trio opus three in the chapter of this work devoted to the works composed in bonn in seventeen ninety five count apony commissioned beethoven to compose a quartet the honorarium being fixed the begler's recollection was that beethoven twice undertook the task but the first effort resulted in the string trio and the second in a quintet opus four there is not sufficient internal evidence to reject the story so far as it affects the quintet the trio has already been subjected to study and from its structure it might well be argued that the composition was undertaken as a quartet and expanded into a quintet in the hands of the composer if count apony's commission was given in seventeen ninety five the date of the completion of the quintet may be set down as seventeen ninety six artaria who published the work advertised it in the weiner zeitung of february eighth seventeen ninety seven the two sonatas for pianoforte and violoncello opus five belong to the year seventeen ninety six and are the fruits of the visit to berlin there is no reason to question reese's story that beethoven composed them for pierre duport and played them with him the dedication to frederick wilhelm II, and the character of the works lend credibility to reese's account of their origin beethoven played them with bernard romberg in vienna at the close of seventeen ninety six or beginning of seventeen ninety seven and they were published soon afterward being advertised by artaria in the weiner zeitung of february eighth seventeen ninety seven the twelve variations on a theme from handel's judas maccabeus were published by artari in seventeen ninety seven dedicated to the princess lichnowsky nay countess thun there was no performances of handel's oratorios in vienna at this time but it is not improbable that the suggestion for the variations came from baron von Sweiten. 
here seems to be the place to refer to the allegro movement in sonata form for viola and violoncello which beethoven gave the title duet mit zwei augenglossen obligato von l b beethoven duet with two eyeglasses obligato by l b beethoven to be found in the volume of sketches from this period seventeen eighty four to eighteen hundred which the british museum bought from j n kafka in eighteen seventy five there ought to be a hint as to the identity of the two players with two eyeglasses obligato here is also the place for the three duos for clarinet and bassoon first published by andre in offenbach the sextet for wind instruments published by breitkopf and hartel in eighteen ten it received the opus number seventy one later belongs to this period sketches for the last movement which differ from the ultimate form however are found amongst the sketches for the pianoforte sonata opus ten number three the inception of the sonata must fall some time between the middle of seventeen ninety six and the middle of seventeen ninety eight since the subscription for it was opened in the beginning of july seventeen ninety eight and other works of a similar character were already completed in seventeen ninety seven it is therefore possible to place the origin of the earlier movements of the sextet in an earlier period say seventeen ninety six to ninety seven a proceeding which is confirmed by the circumstance that the beginning is found before sketches for a perfido which was composed in seventeen ninety six at the latest on a sheet of sketches in the artaria collection the kafka volume of sketches in the british museum contains sketches for the minuet and trio of the sextet a perfido and the pianoforte sonata opus forty nine number two this fact also indicates the year seventeen ninety six beethoven let the work lie a long time it had its first hearing at a chamber concert for the benefit of schuppenzig in april eighteen o five but it was not until eighteen o nine that he gave it out for publication on august third of that year he wrote to breitkopf and hartel by the next mail coach you will receive a song or perhaps two and a sextet for wind instruments and on august eighth the sextet is one of my earlier things and moreover was written in a single night nothing can really be said of it beyond that it was written by an author who at least has produced a few better works yet for many people such works are the best the statement that the work was written in a single night must be taken in a pickwickian sense for sketches of it have been found predilection for wind instruments it is plain that at this time beethoven had a particular predilection for wind instruments eric Preiger owned a fragment of a quintet in e-flat for oboe three horns and bassoon formerly in the possession of artaria the beginning of the first movement is lacking but can be supplied from the repetition in the second part the adagio is intact but there are only a few measures of the minuet influenced no doubt by the performances of such compositions beethoven composed at this time two works for two oboes and english horn nadabam surmises that they were instigated by a terzetto for two oboes an english horn composed by a musician named bent and performed at a concert of the tankunstler Kesselschaft by three brothers johann franz and philip timer on december twenty third seventeen ninety three one of the two works the trio which was published as opus eighty seven is pretty well known since it was made accessible to wider circles by arrangements published in beethoven's day and with his approval ataria published it in april eighteen o six without opus number he also published it for two violins and viola as opus twenty nine and finally as a sonata for pianoforte and violin the last transcription was published first as stated in thayer's catalogue nothing of a historical nature is known of the variations on la cidarem for the same instruments beyond the fact that they were performed on december twenty third seventeen ninety seven at the concert for the benefit of the widows and orphans in the national court theatre 
on a free page of the autograph after the sixth variation there are some miscellaneous sketches among them a motive for the adagio of opus three another which was used in the serenade opus twenty five and more remarkable still a few measures of adelaide on which he was at work in seventeen ninety three and which appeared in print in seventeen ninety seven obviously the variations were finished we may set down at the latest the year seventeen ninety five for their beginning the sextet for four stringed instruments and two horns opus eighty one b also belongs to this early period and in all likelihood was conceived before the sextet for wind instruments sketches for the first two movements are upon a sheet in the berlin library by the side of sketches for the song Sufzer, Eines Ungeliebten. sketches for the song keep company with some for adelaide the sextet is therefore to be credited to the year seventeen ninety five or perhaps seventeen ninety four it was published in eighteen nineteen by simrock and bond in a letter which beethoven sent to simrock with the manuscript but which has been lost he had written to the publisher who was an admirable horn player that the pupil had given his master many a hard nut to crack as to whether or not and if so when and where the sextet had been played before being sent to simrock there is as yet no conclusive evidence the beautiful quintet in e flat opus sixteen for pianoforte and wind instruments was played at a concert given by schuppenzig on april sixth seventeen ninety seven being number five on the programme which described it as a quintet for the forte piano accompanied by four wind instruments played and composed by mr ludwig von beethoven it had probably been completed not long before sketches are found in connection with a remark concerning the sonata in c minor opus ten number one it was in all probability composed between seventeen ninety four and the beginning of seventeen ninety seven in the minutes of a meeting of the Tonkunstler gesell schaft under date may tenth seventeen ninety seven occurs this entry on the second day mr von beethoven produced a quintet and distinguished himself in the quintet and incidentally by an improvisation the word dabe incidentally seems to indicate that he introduced an improvisation in the quintet as he did on a later occasion to the embarrassment of the other players but to the delight of the listeners Ries tells the story in his notice in page seventy nine it was at a concert at which the famous oboist friedrich rahm of munich took part in the final allegro there occur several holes before a resumption of the theme at one of these beethoven suddenly began to improvise took the rondo as a theme and entertained himself and the others for a considerable space but not his associates they were displeased and rahm even enraged Aug brocked it really was comical to see these gentlemen waiting expectantly every moment to go on continually lifting their instruments to their lips then quietly putting them down again at last beethoven was satisfied and dropped again into the rondo the entire audience was delighted wazia lusky doubts the correctness of the story since there is but one hold in the finale dr Diders thought that rees confounded the last with the first movement in which the clarinet enters after a fermata the quintet was published by molo in vienna in eighteen o one and was dedicated to prince schwarzenberg it appeared simultaneously in one arrangement made by beethoven himself as a quartet for pianoforte and strings as rees expressly declares beethoven had nothing to do with the arrangement as a string quartet published by artaria as opus seventy five touching the history of the serenade for violin viola and violoncello opus eight little else is known beyond the fact that its publication was announced in the weiner zeitung on october seventh seventeen ninety seven by artaria mr shadlock called attention in the musical times of eighteen ninety two page five hundred and twenty five two sketches which appeared along with others of the pianoforte concerto in b flat and the trio opus one number two that beethoven valued the work highly is a fair deduction from the fact 
that he published it soon after its composition and authorized the publication of an arrangement for pianoforte and viola which he had revised this arrangement received the opus number forty two though probably not from beethoven hofmeister in leipzig who published it in eighteen o four under the title noturno pour forte piano et alto arrange d'un nocturno pour violon alto et violoncello et revue par l'auteur herbe forty two advertised it in the intelligenzblatt der zeitschrift für die elegante welt on december seventeenth eighteen o three it is this arrangement no doubt to which beethoven referred in a letter to hofmeister dated september twenty second eighteen o three in which he said these transcriptions are not mine though they were much improved by me in places therefore i am not willing to have you state that i made them for that would be a lie and i could find neither time nor patience for such work according to the view of dr Dytus, which was shared also by nottebaum the serenade opus twenty five also belongs here it was probably composed before opus eight beethoven entrusted his publication in the beginning of eighteen o two to copy who had just begun business then like opus eight it was published by hofmeister as opus forty one in an arrangement for pianoforte and flute or violin which no doubt was included in beethoven's protest against being set down as the transcriber a group of pianoforte sonatas prominent among the compositions of this time is the sonata in e flat for pianoforte opus seven the only evidence of the date of its composition is the announcement of its publication by Atari in the Wiener zeitung of october seventh seventeen ninety seven there are sketches for the third movement in the kafka volume but they afford no help in fixing a date the sonata is inscribed to the countess babette keglevich one of beethoven's pupils who afterwards married prince inosens odeskalchi in pressburg not a bomb quotes the following from a letter written by a nephew of the countess the sonata was composed for her when she was still a maiden it was one of the hobbies of which he beethoven had many that living as he did vis-a-vis -vis, he came in morning gown slippers and tassel cap zipfel mutza to give her lessons inasmuch as the sketches mentioned belong only to the third movement and that she contains the remark divers four bagatelles de anglaise l'angle etc nodebaum supposes that the movement was originally intended for one of the bagatelles and was later incorporated in the sonata it is very probable that the two little sonatas opus forty nine belong to this period everybody knows that the second movement of the second sonata the minuet is based on the same motive as the third movement of the septet that the motive is older in the sonata than in the septet is proved by the fact that sketches for it are found along with some two a profito seventeen ninety five to ninety six and the sextet for wind instruments opus seventy one this circumstance establishes its early origin say in seventeen ninety five or at latest seventeen ninety six not a bomb considers it likely that the first sonata was finished at the latest in seventeen ninety eight certainly before the sonata pathetique and a trio for strings opus nine number three the sonatas were ready for publication as early as eighteen o two in which year brother karl offered them to andre in offenbach they were not published until eighteen o five when they appeared with the imprint of the bureau d'art d'industrie as appears from an advertisement in the Wiener zeitung of january nineteenth eighteen o five here too belongs the little sonata in d beforehands opus six published by atari in october seventeen ninety seven as not a bomb surmises it was probably composed for purposes of instruction except a few trifles marches and two sets of variations beethoven wrote nothing more for forehands though diabelli offered him forty ducats for a forehand sonata in eighteen twenty four 
in the pianoforte composition of these two years are to be included the variations in a on a russian dance from the ballet das waldmadchen published in april seventeen ninety seven and dedicated to the countess brown nay by tinghoff das waldmadchen by trafferi music by paul vranitsky was first performed at the karth nerthor theatre on september twenty eighth seventeen ninety six and was repeated sixteen times the same year this fixes the time of the composition of the variations approximately they were probably written before the end of seventeen ninety six there are a few other compositions brought to light by Nadelbaum and mandizuski which call for notice number two ninety nine series twenty five supplement b and h complete works is an allegretto in c minor three fourths time number two ninety five abagatelle also in c minor three fourths presto sketches for which are associated with those for the c minor sonata opus ten number one from the remark very short minuets to the new sonatas the presto remains for that in c minor written about this time not a bomb concludes that this bagatelle was conceived as an intermezzo in the c minor sonata and that possibly the allegretto had a similar origin a unique place among beethoven's early works is occupied by the two pieces for mandolin with pianoforte accompaniment first published in the complete edition thayer who knew of the sketches at artarius but seems not to have seen the composition recovered by Nadelbaum, which is called sonatine associated beethoven's purpose with krumpholz who was a virtuoso on the mandolin but Milik, a mendes student companion may have been in the composer's mind the fact that no compositions for orchestra save the dances for the redoubtonsal to be referred to presently have been preserved is not to be taken as conclusive evidence that beethoven did not venture into the field of orchestral music in the bonn and early vienna days such an assertion is less likely to be made now than before the discovery of the two imperial cantatas of seventeen ninety moreover mr shedlock's extracts from the kafka sketch-book in the british museum show that beethoven tried his youthful hand at his symphony among the earliest of the sketches there is one in c minor marked siphonia which begins as follows the jenna symphony and some dances Nadebaum notes the theme also in his zweite beethoveniana page five seventy seven shedlock's contention that out of this theme grew the second movement of the first pianoforte quartet composed in seventeen eighty five is incontestable the symphonic sketch is therefore of earlier date than seventeen eighty five in nineteen o nine professor fritz stein musical director of the university of jena announced that in the collection of music of the academic concerts founded in seventeen eighty he discovered the complete parts of a symphony in four movements in c par louis von beethoven these words are in the handwriting of the copyist on the second violin part on the cello part is written symphonie von beethoven dr hugo riemann after a glance through the score prepared by professor stein and put at his disposal gave it as his opinion that the symphony might well be a composition by beethoven thematically he says it suggests partly the mannheim school partly haydn the instrumentation is nearer mozart than stamitz or kanabich mention of beethoven's orchestral dances has already been made schindler's remark that the musicians of vienna refused citizenship to beethoven's efforts to write austrian dance music is discredited at least so far as viennese society is concerned by the success of his dances composed for the Breedautensal and the very considerable number of his waltzes lundlers minuets echoes allemands and contradances which have been preserved 
only the smaller portion of these dances have been included in the complete edition of breitkopf and hartel thus in series two there are twelve minuets and twelve german dances in series twenty five supplement six landsquicker tanza for two violins and bass six german dances for pianoforte and violin and a for pianoforte alone six german dances six lecoses and a few miscellaneous dances in series eighteen small pieces for pianoforte there are six minuets and thirteen landsquicker one to six identical with those numbered seven to thirteen in series two but transcribed there are many dances as yet unpublished for instance among the artaria manuscripts purchased by eric Prager, there are twelve ecoceses of which six are as yet unknown also twelve deutsch for pianoforte and six minuets for two violins and bass which have never been printed the three orchestral dances noted by thayer in the thematic catalogue as number two ninety of the artaria collection are numbers three nine and eleven of the twelve minuets which avon Prager discovered in the archives of the consular pensions institute in eighteen seventy two and which were published by hengel in paris in pianoforte transcription in nineteen o three and in score and parts in nineteen o six edited by chante Juan. they were composed for the kunstler societat and are now in the court library at vienna manuscript sixteen thousand nine hundred and twenty five end of section sixteen